Welcome back, everybody. It's time to grab your board, swim out into the ocean, and try and catch one of those sales pipelines going by here. With your host, the original playboy of the pipeline world. Oh, my goodness. Matt Hines. A little tribute there. Is that not appropriate for today as we (laughs) mourn the loss of Hugh Hefner? Yeah, no, I appreciate that. But uh, how you doing, Paul? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I don't know if I, you know, I've, I've just heard rumors of your Playboy days here, but you know, uh, the rumors. Uh, well, yeah, we'll just uh, that, we'll leave that to another show. <laughs> show. The uh, early so days of sales pipeline. Yes, right. The exactly. early days. Uh, the uh, hey, we're enjoying our, what might be our last day of summer up here in Seattle. It is 83 degrees today and beautiful, beautiful skies. Expecting to get into fall weather this weekend. But uh, hey, you know that's what happens. It's the end of September. It's the end of Q3. Uh, we are coming into the stretch run of 2017, believe it or not. It's hard to believe. Uh, hopefully that hasn't caught too many people flat-footed. But thanks for joining us. Uh, taking a few minutes with us on Sales Pipeline Radio today. I know that it is busy at the end of the month, end of the quarter. But uh, appreciate you taking some time uh, to join us. Uh, we are on every Thursday at 2.30 Eastern, 11.30 Pacific. You can catch us live on the Lead Management Radio Network. You can also catch us every episode on iTunes and Google Play. And uh, Every episode, current, past, and present, available on demand at salespipelineradio.com. We feature some of the best and brightest minds in B2B sales and marketing, learning what's working today to build more predictable more predictable pipelines. And joining us today, very excited to have Adam Schoenfeld, who's the CEO and co-founder of SiftRock. And we'll be talking a little more about what SiftRock can do to manage your email, to manage your database, to keep your data up to date. But uh, thanks so much, uh, Adam, for joining us today. Hey, Matt. It's great to be here. Great to have you. And I mean, there's so many different topics we could cover here, right? I mean, we could talk about database hygiene. We could talk about sales and marketing alignment. Um, but maybe just first, just give people a sense of SiftRock. We are a customer of SiftRock. Uh, we are a, uh, I think we're about as sticky user as you can get. It's one of those things that I, I just don't ever want to give up now because it saves us so much time and keeps our data clean. Talk just real quick about what SiftRock can do. Yeah, and appreciate having you as a customer. And your team's been great giving feedback along the way. So yeah, very, very happy to have you guys on that list. The basic idea of what we do is pretty simple. You know, when you send emails, marketing emails or, or prospecting emails on the sales side, you know, you get a lot of replies back, auto replies, bounce backs, out of office messages, and of course, real people sometimes raising their hand or asking questions. Typically, what we found is that marketers and marketing ops folks handle that manually. So we built some machine learning that can suck all those replies, figure out what they are, and then help you take action. You know, whether it's cleaning up your database when somebody's left the company, that's really kind of a classic example. You get that no longer with company response or servicing a new lead for the sales team um, when you get a referral or correctly routing a, a human response so that you can take action. So all those things that we do by you know basically more intelligently managing the reply emails that come back to your marketing campaigns. And this is Paul again. I'm going to ask you guys to back off the microphone a little bit there as he's overloading it and it's shorting out on us here. We're just so excited, Paul. I know. This is. I mean, honestly, like that was a really good explanation. Like, whenever I see out of office replies in the past, you know, you think about just the manual effort it takes to 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 do something about that. To have that automatically update your database. I mean, you got lead routing opportunities. You've got you know buying signal alerts, but to be able to update that in real time is is so so important. I mean, let's let's talk a little bit about that relative to database hygiene, right? I mean, you know, people are moving around all the time. You know, we've heard that you know B two B databases can. 
deteriorate at a rate of you know three to five percent per month, not even per year or per quarter. So, you know, to have some of that auto updated for you is significant, not just for the efficiency of your list, but for you know keeping yourself off of uh, spam blacklists and more, right? I think deliverability is, is a big thing. And then, you know, making sure you're getting to the right person with the right phone number and the right email address as all that stuff's changing around. So it turns out those email replies, you know, have a lot of information that can help with that. Um, and, you know, like I said, a lot of companies are doing this manually. So what we did is, is built some technology that, that can help automate it and, and integrate into the major marketing platforms like Marketo, HubSpot, Eloqua, et cetera. Yeah, so there's a, there's a lot of uh, fun and interesting data there, and it, it helps. I won't claim that it's the whole solution to keeping a clean and updated database, but it can be a big piece of that um, sort of broader initiative that, you know, that I think everybody's thinking about right now. Yeah, and I know you know with with the just general email engagement. I mean, you see good, you see bad, you see ugly. I mean, you see all sides of this. You know, what's interesting to me about out of office replies is we tend to, I think, as as professionals, we tend to delete them. Like we see them, and we might look for an interesting message, but we don't do anything with them. And an out of office message may not tell you, hey, here's someone that needs to buy. But there are so many buying signals that are inherent. Give a couple of some of your favorite examples uh, of some of the good, I guess, that, that, that makes those, those replies such a great opportunity to engage with your prospects. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, one, one great example is, you know, you might have, have somebody who's, who's been in your, your database for a long time and maybe they haven't responded to anything. And, you know, then you, you get a referral, a referral contact in there that, has some rich information, maybe a title and a phone number, and and you know some of the time those can be routed directly to the sales team where they can they can reach out and and engage somebody there. So you know if you're picking that information up, yeah, I think that's a really a really good use case, especially for you know B2B companies with a sales team, which I think is just about all of us. And then you know knowing when somebody's moved on is is so huge because it it effectively is a couple opportunities, right? You have the person who moved on. So you can reach out to them at their at their new job. Maybe they were an advocate for you, or are very engaged. And you know, a lot of times when people are in new jobs, they're they're very inclined to look at vendors. So you get the opportunity with the person who left, and then you potentially get the opportunity with their replacement. So um, I think those you know, getting those little nuggets can can really help your sales team. And then yeah, the last example which we see more and more now with like with ABM and with email being more personalized. If you're sending emails. You know, like why not ask people to respond and you know when they do respond have a way to, to route those into the sales team and you know be able to take action and continue the conversation well and part of what makes this so invaluable is that this is timely information right you know if someone attends a webinar they're not necessarily waiting for a response you know someone sees you at a trade show you know everyone's trying to respond to them at once uh, you get that information out of office that's something that's happening right now um, you know, so there's there's very often so you know not only sort of trigger events and bodies to respond to, uh, but things you could do so right now. Do you find that that this I mean this is not people filling out a form? Has it been a challenge to get people to value this as a lead source? Uh, what's what are the, what has that been an obstacle, or do you find that people sort of really sort of see and value and take advantage of this opportunity? Yeah, it's a good question. I'd say, you know, people see it first as a way to keep their database healthy and clean and enriched, you know, with the, the phone numbers and the signatures and the sort of the updates that we can find or invalidating a bad record. I mean, those things can be so problematic and such a pain to do manually, right? When you think about people changing jobs or emails becoming invalid or companies getting acquired. So, 
I'd say, you know, that's, that's probably like 70% of our value. And then, you know, the, the sort of the incremental new leads, you certainly treat these different than a form fill, right? It, it's, it's a little warmer um, than a, uh, you know, than just a list you, you purchased from Zoom Info, but it's not somebody filling out a form or, um, you know, coming inbound and raising their hand. So you have to treat them, you know, a little bit differently, but certainly value there because you're there within your target accounts, you know, if you're already engaging the company. So I think in the context of ABM, we see a lot of people thinking, hey, well, this just gives me kind of a better way to surround my target account and have more contacts there. Talking today on Sales Pipeline Radio with Adam Schoenfeld. He's the CEO and co-founder of SiftRock. Definitely encourage you to check them out at siftrock.com. And, uh, you know, as the as the CEO of an early stage startup, you you are not swimming in cash. You don't have an unlimited budget. So clearly you're trying to grow your business and do it the most efficient way possible. So I want to talk a little bit about some of the marketing that you've, you've been doing day to day at SiftRock and even some of the stuff you did in the early days of Simply Measured where you were CEO before. Uh, but the first thing I want to cover actually is LinkedIn content marketing. I mean, I, I feel like I see you daily now on LinkedIn for some of the sort of updates and questions and insights that you're posting. Um, has that been a, a proactive strategy? Talk a little bit about what you're doing on LinkedIn and, and how it's working. Yeah, I know you're doing it a lot as well, Matt. The core idea is when you looked at the LinkedIn feed six months ago, you pretty much just saw a bunch of people sharing links. Right, like here's an article, here's a blog post, here's something happening in the news. And I think now what's happening is people are starting to share more original thoughts and uh, start conversations there. I think it's become a really great platform in terms of kind of medium form text. Kind of updates stand out in the feed and get a lot of attention and a lot of engagement. And quite frankly, the conversations are super valuable. Like if you put ideas out there, you will get responses. And, and I started to notice that and I've just been pretty much three, four days a week just putting stuff out that comes to my mind. I, I pretty much do it on the bus every every morning when, I, when I'm coming into work. And I found that it's generated a lot of inbound leads for us. It's, it's also um, helped just kind of get people aware of our brand, you know, through me and, and uh, Katie who runs sales here does it a bit too. So just found it's a great channel in terms of B2B and there's such a, a great audience that's active there. Yeah, I, I'd agree with you. I mean, from a little bit of dabbling we've done ourselves on this, you know, what what it appears that as you continue to do more of those mini updates on LinkedIn, you start to show up more with the people that are engaged with you. And so there's something about the LinkedIn algorithm that says if you have engaged with or liked or read someone's stuff in the past, it will it will forward that it will promote that content more actively for you. So people in your network that are engaged uh, tend to see you a little more often. So it's almost as if LinkedIn is scoring engagement and and increasing prominence on your behalf and you know as you said like you're doing it on the bus i mean you still have to have interesting things to say you so i think like you know your your content has been good uh charlie lang and brandon down at engageo i, I think there are a couple other good examples of people to to follow on linkedin that are putting up good content there but you know that's certainly you know i think a, a huge opportunity for a lot of you know marketers and businesses in general not just not just content marketers but as you grow as you're now growing sift rock like what are some of the other things you're seeing working on a tactical marketing level that's helping you build your pipeline? Yeah, it's it's been super interesting because I, I founded another company called Simply Measured, um, you know, gosh, seven, seven plus years ago, um, 2010. And, you know, it's interesting, the things we did to generate demand there were so different than the things we're doing now at Siftrock. I mean, the markets are very different, but just 
perhaps a sign of the times. I mean, when I look back on Simply Measured, everything we were doing was inbound. We were very press-driven. We did a lot of, like, cool graphs and charts and infographics that we would put out and get pickup and inbound links, and, and we had that motion going. At Siftrock, we haven't found that that's there for us. We haven't found that anybody's Googling for what we do. They're talking about it in the Marketo forums, but there's no search volume. Um, so we've had to figure out outbound a little bit, and then we've had to figure out paid in terms of uh, paid social. And then we've had to be very, very focused on word of mouth. I mean, I'd say, you know, kind of telling our customers stories and, and sort of asking our customers to tell their stories about Siftrock is probably our biggest, biggest channel right now. Now you were you were simply measured from the earlier days. I, I can't remember if you were there when it was still called literally called Untitled Startup, uh, but I know you've been oh, there yeah. from 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 basically the beginning. And then when you left to go to Siftrock, I mean it was a it's a big company, a lot of people, very different role as a CEO. So same title, different size company. This may be an obvious question, but I'm curious to hear how you answer it. And I think we'll have to. It looks like we may have to do this after the break. But to think about it, what is CEO? You know, being CEO at Simply Measured versus being going back to the startup role. Curious what that's like from someone in your role, also from a sort of a marketing and sales orientation. We are going to have to take a quick break before we get to that. We're going to have a lot more with Adam Schoenfeld, who's the CEO, co-founder of Siftrock. After we take a break, pay some bills. I'll write back. Sales Pipeline Radio. In a world where the speed of innovation and change in B2B marketing has never been greater, the only thing bigger is the need for clarity, for a blueprint, for a guide, to what's really working and how to apply it specifically to increase sales pipeline growth, velocity, and conversion. That's what you'll find in the Modern Marketer's Field Guide. Download it free at HeinzMarketing.com. Struggling to align your sales and marketing teams? Maybe you're attempting to implement an ABM strategy in your organization, or your content is underperforming. Whatever the challenge, Heinz Marketing has some great on-demand workshops to help. All of them are fully online and on-demand, so you can access the content whenever you want. You will also receive an interactive workbook, the presentation slides, and templates, all for $195. Visit www.heinzmarketing.com workshops. That's H-E-I-N-Z marketing.com and get started now. And after you do that, come on back because Matt Hines is here with his guest. Thank you, Paul. And uh, thank you, everyone, again, for joining us on Sales Pipeline Radio. If you like this conversation, if you want to hear it again, you want to share it with your teams, we'll have it on demand at salespipelineradio.com in just a couple of days. I uh, would certainly encourage a subscription at the uh, iTunes Store and Google Play so you don't miss a future episode. Speaking of future episodes, uh, coming up in October, we've got Guy Weismantle. He's the EVP of Marketing at Marchex. We're going to be talking about uh, more about demand gen, more about marketing to small businesses. The week after that, we've got Rand Fishkin. He is the founder of Moz. Some of you may know of him as the Wizard of Moz and as the creator of Whiteboard Fridays. He is one of the most influential and one of the most um, you know, knowledgeable people on SEO. So excited to have him and lots of other great guests on the sales and marketing front coming up on Sales Pipeline Radio. But we've also got today Adam Schoenfeld. He's the CEO and co-founder of Siftrock. And before the break, uh, boy, that came, break came up on us quickly there, Adam. But I wanted to talk a little bit about your role as CEO. And I think that you know, no matter what size your business i mean you're always thinking about sales and marketing but what's it been like getting back into a very early stage and really sort of you know rolling up your sleeves and and um sort of getting in the mud again uh, on the sales and marketing side i love it matt i mean it's, it's what gets me excited i love being tactical and creative i like writing the copy and moving the pixels around doing the little things it's exactly how it was in terms of the role in the early days that simply measured untitled startup as we were called then too right you just 
have to make it happen when you're a small team, um, you know, sort of sub 10 people. Over at Simply Measured, we did scale and the organization got north of 100. So the job changed a bunch, right? Managing through others, um, sort of hiring an executive team. Uh, the, the role changed a lot and, and I wanted to get back to the, the early stage. I was lucky to have a great co-founder here who started this company, Chris Hunley, who is amazing in terms of the technology, machine learning, great entrepreneur. And so I think I have the best job in the world because I get to go market and sort of help position what we're doing. Um, and, and I love just the day-to-day, -day, like being sort of engaged with customers and, and sort of building the assets. And, and that's what gets me excited. So when you're a team, when, you're, when your entire company, you know, is single digits, when you can literally fit around a dinner table, you know, managing a single customer pipeline, like managing sales and marketing together is a little easier. Um, I imagine that got more difficult as Simply Measured grew. What are some of the lessons that you've drawn from that experience that you're bringing now to Sifrock as you now build a sales and marketing organization from scratch again to ensure that those groups are operating from a same single strategy and playbook to hit the number? Yeah, absolutely. It definitely gets harder as you get more complexity and sort of more division of the roles. You know, when you just have kind of one marketer and, and one salesperson, maybe an SDR in there, it's easy to get everybody around the table and just align on what you're trying to do. You know, one honestly, one of the biggest lessons I learned is the need to throw out the playbook, uh, especially when you're small and just getting started. I think you almost have to look at every, every quote, best practice and just try to flip it on its head. That's what I've tried to do here. That's a lot of what I think we were successful in and simply measured in the early days. And, and putting the customer first and their buying experience and just trying to think from their perspective and, you know, consider every detail along that path. So we spend a lot of time like on our thank you page and we try to be really thoughtful about how we offer calendar time to people when they come inbound. One of the things we did is we compressed our discovery and demo. And I know that's a huge no-no and everybody says don't do it, but it's worked extremely well for us. And I think customers have appreciated it. So trying to just kind of flip the script on anything we can because we know we can't compete in terms of dollars and headcount. You know, you talked about playbook and I think that playbook can be a really dangerous thing if you go after and look at what other people have done and what's worked for them. Um, the only playbook that really matters is your playbook. And you almost by definition have to build it from scratch, build it based on what works for your business, your culture, your customers, their environment, their industry. I mean, you mentioned that you're doing discovery and demo together. Yeah, there may be many companies that say, no, no, because it doesn't work there. That doesn't mean it won't work for you. So talk a little bit about the role that culture plays in that. I mean, you know, whether it's just sales and marketing working together or just, you know, you clearly have a culture just from what I've you know seen and experienced. I mean, you've got a culture of of execution. You've got a culture of, you know, not not paying attention of, you know, perfect is the enemy of good. Um, how does that play out as you grow and how do you ensure that you are hiring and reinforcing the culture that you want to to be able to achieve that alignment that, that clearly you're you're focused on? Yeah. Gosh, such a hard question, Matt. We need like a whole other <laughs> show for this, don't we? And I yeah, know something you think about, and I've interacted with your team, and it's clear that they sort of live and breathe a lot of the, the values that you have. And, and you see it sort of in the, the emails and the ways that they, that they speak and, and, and all of it. But, you know, I think for us, it's, it's just always trying to, to put the customer first. I mean, it sounds cliche, honestly, but it's, it's true. We just always say, hey, like we want to make our month, but... Would getting pushy here and asking the person to sign today, I'm saying using this example because it is the 28th, is that the best thing for the customer or is there another step in their evaluation that we need to accommodate and we shouldn't try to jump the gun? And I think sort of putting yourself second and thinking about the customer and their long-term success 
that's got to be number one. And at least for Chris and I, that's, that's how we think. And I think that's what we'll build advocates and advocates will give us more customers. I, at the end of the day, I think that's what really matters. So it's, it, I agree with you. And it's really easy to say that sitting here on a radio show, but you and I are both going to get off this show. We're going to have to go hit our number for the month still. Right. And so, you know, between the end of the day today and tomorrow, that's the end of September. You know, the reality hits that you still got deals you want to get done. But I think your point about the fact that, okay, no matter what happens, we have to wake up Monday morning and still work with these people. They're either going to be customers and we're both going to be happy that they're they're customers and they're going to be happy with their deal and you're going to be happy with it. Or they're still going to be a prospect that you probably still want to have as a customer, even if it's in October instead of September. So I think rationalizing the and sort of finding that balance between that customer centricity and staying true to your culture while still hitting your numbers. I mean, I, I think a lot of people struggle with that. That's a really, really hard one. You know, we got just a couple more minutes here with Adam Schoenfeld. He's the co-founder and the CEO of Siftrog. Adam, I'm going to ask you the question that we ask every guest now on Sales Pipeline Radio towards the end. If there was a Mount Rushmore of sales, and I think for you, I would expand this to sales, marketing, startup world, entrepreneurism. Uh, just think about the people in your career that have had the most influence, that if you were if you were sculpting out the Mount Rushmore of, of sales, et cetera, for yourself. Who, who would be on that mountain? Who are some people that have influenced you? People other people may want to uh, pay attention to as well. Oh, man, that's such a good question. I'll give you a couple of CEOs that have influenced me, either sort of from afar or more directly. Dave Hirsch, who is CEO of, of Jive and who is an investor in Simply Measured, has influenced me a lot. While we haven't interacted a ton, you know, maybe once a year we sit down in person, every one inter- interaction has just been so impactful. I'm a huge fan of Gainsight right now. I think they're like the gold standard in B2B marketing, and, and Nick Meta there is, is incredible. I'd I'd put him on on the Mount Rushmore. And I'm going to give a shout out to my co-founder, Chris Hunley, because he built this company on his own and actually closed business as a as a technology-centric guy. And I, I think that's just an incredible feat to build a, a sustaining um, business and build a product all at once on your own. So I got to put him up there. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think I met Chris for the first time a few years ago and I think he was just starting. I don't know if he was called Sift Drug. I don't know what it was called, but uh, definitely a good guy. I mean, you know, and, and it's it, it can be rare to find someone who has the product and technical expertise to build something, but then can also, you know, sell it, create customer value as well as understand when it's important to bring in uh, smart business minds that continue to scale the business and find the right people for the right seats on the bus. Well, I really want to thank our guest today, Adam Schoenfeld. He's the co-founder and the CEO at SiftRock. Definitely encourage you to check them out at SiftRock.com. Heinz Marketing is a very happy customer of SiftRock. Uh, one of many reasons we wanted to have Adam on the show, but also to talk about what well, clearly was a wide-ranging discussion on database hygiene, email and lead engagement, a little sales and marketing alignment, a little startup uh Startup marketing. I heard someone someone last week describe to me startup startup marketing and startup management as chewing the glass, and uh, I'm sure that we could have a whole other conversation with Adam about chewing the glass as a small business and a growing business. Well, make sure if you want to hear this conversation again, share it with some of your colleagues and peers. Check it out on demand at salespipelineradio.com. We will have a highlights post of this conversation on HeinzMarketing.com uh, on our blog. Make sure you continue to tune in every Thursday, 2.30 Eastern, 11.30 Pacific. We'll be back next week and every week with new episodes featuring the best and brightest minds in sales and marketing and B2B. For my awesome producer, Paul, this is Matt Hines. Thanks so much again for joining us on Sales Pipeline Radio. You've been listening to Sales Pipeline Radio, brought to you by the fine folks at Matt Hines Marketing right here on the Funnel Radio channel for at-work listeners like you.